Welcome to the Film Sessions podcast. Today, we are very excited to feature Natalie, Caitlin, and Tricel. Um, So maybe we could just kind of rotate everyone telling me a little bit about themselves. Uh, yeah, so I'm Natalie. Um, so we w- went to after I was studying producing in there in our third year. This is our third year film that we made together as one of our projects. And yeah, I was born in Durban. I'm in Joburg and studying, uh, still working on films, doing what I can then there and with a full time job at the moment. Very nice. Uh, hi, I'm Caitlin. I'm one of the writer directors of the film. And uh, yeah, well, like Natalie said, we worked on this film as our third year, um, our final year graduation film. And um, before that, we were all really good friends, which is nice. It's nice to work with people that you enjoy working with. Um, but about me, I obviously I love film I wouldn't be in film school if I didn't but I just I feel such a passion and connection to um specifically queer films um I love queer cinema and I just think that there are so many voices that are underrepresented in cinema that we really should start talking about more 100% great answer Hi everyone, I'm Tricel. Um, basically, I also studied at AFTRA with these wonderful people and we made a really awesome film together. Um, a little bit about me, um, unlike most people who watch The Godfather or films like that and fell in love with film, I watched Barbie and that's where I fell in love with film and I'm so honored to have studied it and worked with these people to make such an amazing movie. Are we talking about like the Barbie animation from like the early 2000s? Yep, literally Barbie, Princess Charm School, the all of them watched all of that. <laughs> That's cinematic history. Let's not short it. That is that is history. Okay. <laughs> um, so could I ask each of you um what really inspired you to do filmmaking as a career? Um, Yeah, so mine was kind of out of impulse. I was studying graphic design originally and I was just unhappy because I felt like I couldn't, I needed to make something and I loved film. Film was something I just loved. From a kid, I used to watch Scooby-Doo a lot. I like repeated them um, constantly on my VHS. So that was a long time ago. Um, So I needed to do something that made me happy. So I dropped out of graphic designing to study film with no plan. I had absolutely no plan. I think that was all in a span of a week. So it was kind of committing to film because yeah, with everything like the Green Mile, I think was the movie that made me like se- like sealed the deal for me when it came to filming. Uh, I'm absolutely in love with Tom Hanks. And I was like, no, I need to make something like that. So that's my side. Um, for me, so I actually wanted to study theatre and I was a big, big theatre kid 
and that was my passion but uh, I realized I didn't really like acting it was more the writing part of it I loved writing scripts and I discovered film school was a thing I didn't really know that was that people went to school to study film so I thought why not give that a shot and I absolutely because I went to study writing and I fell in love with directing and video editing and all aspects of film and I say the film that really made me realize that I made the right decision was Portrait of a Lady on Fire by Celine Siama that is one of my favorite films and she is one of my favorite favorite directors um love all the work so that's that's where my my passion came from Um, is it my turn? <laughs> yeah, go right ahead. Okay, cool. So my passion for film came, literally, I remember the exact day. I think I was in grade 11 and I watched, so I've always loved music and I watched this film called Guava Island and it was just like an incorporation of like, um, cinematography, writing, film, and then just a bit of music. So I've always loved musicals, but this was a very, it was more like a hip hop kind of musical. So it was very different to what I'm usually used to. And it just blew my mind away because it was so different. It was like a short film made on like um, a film camera. So it was, everything was just different. It was just not your conventional film. So that just blew my mind. And I just knew I had to study film and I wanted to do like sound and music, but then I got there and I realized I love producing more than, you know, like being in front of the camera or making sound. I really love the make, like putting the film together. So that's pretty much where it came from. You guys are really good at this. These are good answers. Um, so now I'm going to ask you about your submission for the film festival. And maybe we can just start with the original idea and workshopping the script and where it came about, if anyone can tell me. Um, so the original idea, my co-writer um, slash director and I, we knew that we wanted to make a film um, that, well, one was queer, but focused on a different type of story. So, and we both, we were discussing different genres of film that we love. And we realized that the dystopia genre kind of faded away and disappeared. There were a couple of films and then there was nothing. So we thought, why not do something like that? And especially in the South African landscape in our country, there's a lot going on. So a dystopian setting would actually work really well with characters living in our country. And we found ways to incorporate queerness into that. And there were different versions of the story, different scripts, obviously, but then consultations with lecturers and talking with our crew, we settled on one singular story because we had so much we wanted to put into it and obviously in time span we couldn't so that's really how it came about can i ask for a bit of a summary um so uh my other uh, my co-director writers here so i don't know if she wants to say something sweetie 
Are you there? I think just continue for Sweetie. I think she's struggling with connection. Okay, um, a summary. I'm very bad at summarizing. Um, yeah, so basically just um, we really both loved the dystopian genre. We wanted to bring that back in the South African landscape, including a queer story into that. Okay, very nice. Um, is there a particular message that you put into this film that you'd like an audience to get? Um, would anyone else like to talk? I want to talk too much. Um, uh, I'll go with the how we the audience we wanted to get is obviously younger queer women. It was inspired. I wouldn't say it's a feminist movie, but a lot of our, all our characters are female, and that was intentional from the writers and directors. Um, so it, there is a feminine a feminist element to it, but we also wanted to uplift queer representation and just see kind of ask that what if if we put the like characters that you see every day like young queer woman in a situation where you know there's a water crisis and they have to there's an upper class and a lower classes which is something we've seen very much today is classism and whatnot and see how we can hash out our differences and also just see how that develops and how can we make a change together uh, as we stand together. I don't know, Tricel, if you want to expand on that any way. I don't know. You literally you pretty much said what I would have said. I think you guys got... That's a really important message and you guys are doing very important work through this film. Um, can I ask a little bit about the actual production of it? How long did it take? You know, what did we learn from set experience of making this movie? Um, can I? I'll go. I'll start and then you guys can add on. It took five days. Um, obviously, as the producers, we planned it out to go we plan out the scenes and I think the reality about making a film is that things just happen like unexpectedly. You can never expect things like sometimes rain, you know, sometimes just like a battery dying, like things just always happen on set. And um, I think towards the end of the year, everyone was also a bit tired and it was just, we were struggling to connect, but I'll never forget on the third day, um, we finally all connected. It, I think that was one of my favorite days ever. We just all connected and everyone was working well together. We had these lovely scenes we shot. I mean, the sun was even working on our side. It's just like everything just came together. So it was, it was obviously a struggle, but I think it was a lesson. I think we all learned a lot in terms of like efficiency, working together and why it's so important to work as a team you know it doesn't matter if like this person's a cinematographer if they need help you know everyone has to help if the writer's confused or the director i mean you know everyone comes in so i think that was the biggest lesson was that we were more than a team a bit of a family argue here and there but most of the time we just work together so yeah and I think what Trisol also forgot to add is with us is we're in South Africa, so we get load shedding. So every about three day, three times a day for two hours, our power will be turned off, it, like everywhere in our area. So making sure we organize batteries 
and all of that was that added pressure as well. Um, I see Sweetie's here, so if she just wants to say anything uh, with her time on set. Sweetie, are you there? Yes, apologies. My Zoom was giving me a hassle. I just was able to connect to the audio. All good. Um, we're just talking about your experiences on set and, you know, how actually shooting it went. I think personally, I, we had a lot of trials, but I really like the way that we overcame them because I like the fact that it's also an environment where you can learn from your mistakes. So like when we would have conflicts, we would discuss it with like the person at hand and we would find a way around it. And that was one thing. It was very much a family kind of scenario because like one funny example was one day it was very heated everyone was very stressed we ended up just swimming <laughs> because we were like you know what guys it's a half day so it was really a family environment that i am honored that i was able to have such a good answer um just out of curiosity could everyone share like maybe one thing they learned from this specific set experience that they'll take into the next one Um, I guess what I learned is you can't plan out everything and you can try and you can have a schedule and you can plan, but things are going to go wrong. Um, you're going to run over time and maybe the natural lighting that you have planned for has changed or you forgot uh, some gear that you needed, but really that th things are going to change and things are going to go wrong, but you can learn to adapt if you just lean on your team and you trust everyone. Yeah, my biggest lesson would definitely be to yeah, trust everyone. Also, just trust your gut. Um, you know, you plan things, but there's something in your gut that will always tell you like, hey, this you need to just double check this, triple check this, double check the weather again. And sometimes the weather's wrong. So it's always about trusting your gut and your instincts on these type of things. And also just not panicking. Nothing is nothing deserves train smash. You can fix what's been broken and everything can continue as normal. I'd um, say, oh, oh sorry. <laughs> you can go. Okay. I was going to say that I would also say it's similar to what Kate and Nat had said that genuinely keeping a level head on set, even when things go array, so that you can like kind of tackle the whatever situation arises because anything can happen. Like on a day, for example, it started drizzling when we didn't anticipate it, but we just kept level-headed and we were like, okay, you know what? We can make a plan. We can work with this actually. So it's, I think that was one thing I personally took from it. Yeah, mine's pretty similar to everyone else's. Um, just learning to be more flexible. Like I love a plan. I'm a list type of girl. I love a list and I love for it to be followed through. But like everyone said, things just change and as much as you can double check things you anything can just change so being flexible is just a very important thing so you're not like in a stagnant place but you're able to move on and come up with solutions 
Perfect answers. Um, and then just to sort of wrap up, is there any advice that you would all give to someone else in your position, maybe a student making their first project or, you know, working with similar budget, resource restraints, et cetera, any sort of advice or a resource that you'd share with them? Um, I would say trust your vision. Uh, in film school, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to tell you so many different things and try and beat you down and get you to do what they want. But trust your vision and trust your team and do what you want to do, because in the end, you are the filmmaker and you have to make films that you want to make because it's your passion. I would say um, genuinely just go for it like you don't need that the fanciest camera and you don't need the biggest budget because one thing i enjoyed was just seeing what you could do with what you have so just take whatever you can use whatever you have and you can make something incredible um i think i would go for learn and make mistakes and then learn from those mistakes um especially like when you're in a film school and you're working with a lot of people, I think that's the perfect environment to learn and make those mistakes. And even when you're making a film, it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to learn. You just, as long as you're having fun and you're doing what you love doing, I think that's all that matters. Yeah, just to finish my point as well. Um, so yeah, there's cheaper places to get stuff so you don't have to get the most expensive of everything and you can make things look expensive. And your backyard can be a set, you just need to figure out how to set it up. You know, you don't need these elaborate sets. You can make your backyard look like a beautiful like parlor if you wanted to. Fantastic. Um, and is there anywhere we could find this project? And if it's not up for streaming yet, is there any other social medias for your work that you would like to promote? Uh, yes, we do have a website. Um, let me just make sure I get the URL. I think it's we're all gonna die. Uh, com. <laughs> um, so, and then we do have the social media with the same name, I believe. Guys, just correct me if it's if I'm wrong. I think it is the same name. Does that sound good? Uh, so our, I just went to go check our um, social media on Instagram. It's Strange Productions 25. Perfect. Okay. Well, this was fantastic. Um, and I'm really, really excited to see your project and everything else that you guys come up with. Um, thank you so much for the lovely conversation. And I cannot wait to follow the rest of your careers very closely. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you so much.